The following podcast is a W2M Network original production. Visit W2Mnet.com for all of our other great podcasts, plus news, reviews, articles, and opinions from the worlds of wrestling, video games, football, and entertainment. Hello and welcome to a special edition of Video Games to the Max, the best games of 2018 edition of the show. And just like last year, if you happen to listen, we have a bit of a bigger panel here than just Mark and I to help decide, well, the staff voted, but we're kind of making the list and you get to hear it as we make it. Uh, so, uh, of course, I am your host, Sean Garman, here joining me, as always, Mr. Mark Morrison. Howdy. And here with us this year is returning once again, Daniel Anderson. Hello. And Randy Isbell, the other half of the Backlog Busting Project. Yeah, I- I'm just here to make sure we check the list twice. Yeah, it is uh, the festive time of year. Uh, so, I think last year we did it after Christmas. This year, schedules did not uh, make it happen where we could do it like a little bit after, so everybody could get more gaming time in. But hey, we got We got to make this uh, work. I'm employed this year. Last year I was unemployed during this time, so helps. Yeah, it tends to kill uh, free time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, and work has been. Awful. So, yeah, let's, you know, last year, it was kind of like our, it wasn't technically the first time we did this, but it was like our first sort of real shot at doing it. I feel like we need to make a more all-encompassing look at the year before we get into actually looking at our list and figuring out what's all going to be on that 25 uh, game, you know, what 25 games are going to be on there. This has kind of been a really interesting year for games after last year's ridiculous amounts of hits. The Switch just being a a killer app for for Nintendo and, and really bringing them back into the forefront. And now it's... You kind of had all three have sort of... You know, Nintendo didn't have the year they had last year. Sony had the big hitters, but they sort of had a quiet year as well. And Microsoft was really quiet. So... I mean, they've been quiet for the past few years now. (laughs) But, I mean, when you guys look at 2018 in in games, what what stands out to you, uh, Randy? Uh, For me, it's... I, I know you said you thought PlayStation had a, a quieter year other than their big hits, but I think this was their first big punch to finish this generation. Uh, you talk about God of War and Spider-Man and Detroit. and They had some amazing first-party games that that knocked it out of the park, and now you're looking at the next few years when the others, The Last of Us and 
and Death Stranding and those kind of games are going to hit. So this was kind of their first big blow as far as first title games go. As, as far as the other two, Nintendo, as you said, went all out last year. I mean, putting Mario and Zelda in there in the same year. You kind of knew this was going to be uh, more of a B-side, which was fine for them. Had some good ones. They kind of waited for the end of the year with the Pokemon game and the Smash game, which makes it tough to kind of evaluate the year since everything came out the last month and a half. And Xbox came out saying that uh, this year is all about building towards the future. Uh, All of their marketing was, look at all of these people that we have brought in all these teams that we have purchased, they're going to make games for us and they're going to be first party companies now and our future is very, very bright. So as far as like games for Xbox, there weren't a lot there, but their future might be the brightest. Yeah, certainly. Daniel, I mean, what anything stand out to you uh, from this? Mo- Honestly, it's mostly the same thing. Uh Xbox, I think, from a long-term effect with the studios that they picked up this year, uh, they do probably have the brightest future in the long term. Um, I think Sony had a very good year. They had some great games. And Nintendo, even though most of their games came out at the end of the year, they still had some really good games come out at the end of the year that in any other year probably would have been Game of the Year contenders. Yeah, certainly. I think, you know, they, they kind of got the shaft when it came to the Game Awards because their big two hitters came after the voting was over. So, you know, Smash definitely would have been on anybody's list unless you did it, you know, like them and like some people did where it's really early and they don't they don't go into December when they do their, you know, their their uh, Game of the Year stuff. So, uh, and even, you know, Pokemon would have been high on folks' lists as well, so... That kind of hurt Nintendo on that end, but they were kind of held up by something else that, for me, I think stood out this year as far as, is like, the indies, like, how big they were. I felt like one thing you could count on this year was that every month, and as I go through the, you know, release list that we have, almost every month there was some big indie game that came out that people were talking about, you know, whether it was Celeste at the beginning, you know, or, you know, there's a few, uh, like, Gris and Ashen and Below that came out at the end now that people are talking about. So, you know, it's throughout the year, you know, Dead Cells, End of the Breach, um, Minute, so many, you know, Return of Oberdin, so many other ones that I could talk about that at one point or another, somebody was saying man, I really love this game, and this could be my game of the year, and and it's uh, it's it's crazy, like, how consistent that was this year. Mark, anything uh, else for you? I guess I'm a little more realistic about Microsoft for, like, their future. Like, they did buy a bunch of studios, but some of those studios aren't great or are, let's just say, untested, to, to put it diplomatically. Uh, so I guess we'll see what happens. Like, I think Microsoft just has lost, like, this generation, console generation. Like, they don't really know what to do. Like, I, I hope they do better, but we'll see. Uh, Switch was fine, I thought. Like, it didn't have Zelda or Mario, but 
I mean, what it had was still good. Uh, and you can't pop, you know, pump out a Zelda and Mario every year. Right. Uh, and yeah, I think PlayStation like this year is like the obvious winner, really. I mean, aside from like PC maybe, but I mean, like for, for consoles, like PlayStation really knocked it out of the park. Oh yeah, I mean, Randy mentioned the big games uh, that came out for PlayStation, but I think another thing that was sort of a, I guess you could call it a breakout year for their other peripheral that I think until this year people were kind of going, well, PSVR is there, but I don't use it for a whole lot, you know, and then all of a sudden you get a batch of really good games that are just for VR and some that you know, work on your PS4 and also VR, and Sony kind of capitalized on that, right, Mark, uh, Daniel? I mean, yeah, I mean, two big ones that come right to mind: Moss and Astrobot. They were great games. I mean, they didn't have quite the reach that other games did, just because they did work with PSVR, but. I don't know of anybody that played them that didn't come away thinking they were great games. Yeah, I mean, and to add to that, I mean, I know Mark, a game that he was waiting the whole year for, Tetris Effect, is apparently a a whole different experience in VR. Uh, If you think it's cool on your PS4, wait till you play it on VR. Yeah, that's one I need to pick up, and a little bit of Beat Saber, not a lot, but just a little bit, but I mean, it, it's a fun game. I'm not a big rhythm gaming person, but for whatever reason, I've enjoyed Beat Saber. Well, I mean, it got you to pick up a, a PSVR as well, Mark. Or you hope so, anyway. Yeah, I've got a uh, QVC like disc on a one for like 112 and if they screw me over, I'm coming after you, QVC. <laughs> you and your home shopping network will not survive my wrath. I mean, obviously, uh, Fortnite's getting a lot of bad press right now, but what uh, Epic has been able to do with Fortnite making it a huge deal this year, and it's been consistently throughout the year one of the biggest things everybody's talking about. And also, they they come out with their own store, and they they try to kind of cut you know, cut to the heart with Valve and say, look, uh, we're giving more to developers. What are you going to do? Obviously, a lot to prove still with, you know, the power that is Steam, but do you guys think that this is going to keep being a thing? Or is it going, you know, maybe these lawsuits start taking effect, or does it matter at all? As far as the lawsuits go, I don't think they, they they matter that much. It just shows how big Fortnite's got that people went, oh, wait, we can make money off of our old dances that we stole from other people anyways. It's The, the, the dance thing just it, it boggles my mind. and To me, it's just free press for Fortnite as far as like non-gamers go. I mean, it's already out there anyways, but now, now it's all over the news outlets and anything. I think it just makes Fortnite even bigger. Um, but as far as their store... It's it's. I don't think it ever gets to the level of steam, but I don't think it has to. As long as they're bringing in something different, it's not like you have to buy a whole new console for it. You just have to download something else. It's. I don't think it's that big of a deal. And if they can 
at least be a competitor to Steam and keep them in check a little bit. I think all in all for gamers, it's a good thing. Mark, you're the uh, you're the person that uses your PC for gaming probably the most out of all of us here. I mean, yeah, I think Steam has grown complacent, especially over the past like few years. Uh, they opened the floodgates way too much for games. Like there are, you know, there are 20 new games hitting Steam every day that are, you know, terrible. So it's a matter of like, I mean, if you're just new to the marketplace or new to PC gaming, you go on Steam, you have no idea what to buy or even like attempt to look at. Uh, I think this store is a, I mean, I personally think the store is a kind of a bad idea. I don't think it's going to be do great. I mean, EA could get away with it to an extent because they make games. Like, Epic has Fortnite and uh, Fortnite. <laughs> like, they, don't, they, they literally don't have anything else. Uh, so, I guess we'll see. Uh, I mean, maybe, but I just, I think it's just a bad, bad thing. And the other thing I would say is uh, Epic is owned, I think, 40% by Tencent, you know, a Chinese company. Like, is it any big surprise they're doing copyright infringement? <laughs> I mean, technically, a dance can't be copyrighted right now. You can dance a, you can copyright an entire choreographed thing, but not an actual dance. So, technically, Fortnite's not infringing on any on anyone. <laughs> Now, these lawsuits might make it to where they are, and then, you know, they have to start shelling out money, but I don't know. I mean, none of these people own those dances at the moment. Yeah. Even though I feel like Afonso Riviero should. With well, this, <laughs> In an interview in the past, he said that he actually stole the dance from somewhere else. Yeah, but that that was more of a, he stole the influence from it. Well, it's, yeah, it's more but... of a he took the the styles of this person and that person, mixed it together, made his own. That that one's different than the backpack kid that straight up stole his dance. Yeah, See, there's. I think uh, hasn't Guild Wars actually had the dance in their well, game as well? I mean, like MMOs have taken dances from popular singers and you know dancers for years. It's not a you know this isn't exactly yeah, new territory. I think the only reason there are lawsuits is because it is so big and yep. I mean yeah, I mean two K is getting sued as well for the NBA games because they do it too. Yeah, well, and technically, yeah. I don't think he would even be the one that would own the Carlton dance because he That'd doesn't be, own the character Carlton. Well, it'd be like yeah, it'd be NBC or like Fresh Prince or even like Quincy Jones or someone. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. He's the one suing, so he must think that he owns something. I, I don't know. I mean, it's, it is weird. I mean, yes, you kind of made that your thing, and you've used that. I mean, he used it on Dancing with the Stars and all that, which technically is not It's not connected to Fresh Prince, but we know where that started. If it wasn't for that show, nobody would know what that dance is from. Now yeah. they need to steal the Urkel dance from Family Matters. Oh, God. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think, uh, you know, for the most part, the two things I think we haven't touched on is, and and we talked about Microsoft's future, but I feel like their one thing that they're doing in the present is very interesting as far as 
if let's say Microsoft, you know, were to take off with their, oh God, what's the name of their? They just changed Anaconda and something else. Now, uh, uh, I'm thinking Scarlet, but I don't know if that's right. Scarlet was the old one. Now it's called. Okay. Now it's uh, they're back to. It's possible that they're making two skews, and the second one. The 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 big one is called Anaconda, the one that's going to be like basically the Xbox One X of of twenty twenty, and then the one that's supposed to be the Xbox One S has another name that Lockhart. I can't. Yeah, Lockhart. So you know, if those two happen to take off, which sometimes these code names are weird, uh, but uh, I love that Polygon just made a whole joke mimicking the. Uh, the Sir Mix a Lot song with, with them choosing that, but um, I think Game Pass has the potential to, and Nintendo's sort of using it, but not because they're obviously still wanting you to buy NES and SNES classics, so they're not going full bore there yet. But well, I mean, for this year, I mean they're shutting up that stuff down. <laughs> yeah, I mean, let's see, let's. Let's see if next year they they actually do it. But Microsoft, I mean, I've recently just got it, but obviously we've known what what it really is. Is it allows them to bring their their big games like Forza Horizon Four day and date with Game Pass. You pay your ten dollars a month, you get to play a great game like Forza without having to go to the store and buy it, without having to pay sixty bucks. And I feel like with them. You know, getting the the indies involved in this and their their winner of arcade that I think brought like three of the six games that are on that to Game Pass as soon as they came out, and and just do you guys think that that could be something where maybe Sony says, "Oh, maybe we have to do that too." If say Microsoft takes off with their console, or you think that that's it's just going to be Microsoft's thing, and nobody will touch it. It'll just be Microsoft's thing, because like, Sony games actually sell, so that's why. <laughs> well, I think it's going to be Microsoft's thing for this generation. This is going to be what Microsoft tries to bank on to separate themselves from the PS5. The, now, the question is, if it's going to work, they're going to have to get some good first-party games released and it be on that right when the game releases. If the next Halo is on there, that's going to get a lot of people's attention. Yeah, is I mean, Crackdown 3 supposed to be on it or no? Or have they not said yet? Well, are people really waiting for Crackdown 3? <laughs> I mean, it's a name. It's a recognizable name. I think the I think the only way that Sony goes as far as Microsoft has been going with uh, the day and day release on something like Game Pass is if Microsoft can get the third parties, like the big third parties, to do that with their games, like a Call of Duty or something. If all of a sudden you can get it on this Game Pass and everyone all of a sudden is going to go over and play it on Microsoft, that might wake Sony up a little bit. Um, but right now, I think Sony's happy with what they're doing. They're they're tweaking things here and there, just trying to see what fits them best. I mean, when you, like 
Mark said, when you're in a driver's seat, you're not really going too overboard. But honestly, with, with Microsoft, again, I think they're looking toward their future. I would not be surprised if they come out and announce their new system and say Halo is a launch day title for it and go all in on the next generation because they've they basically have come out and said, we got our asses kicked this time, but we're mm-hmm. going to be ready. Uh, we made a few big mistakes and we've learned from it and we're ready to go. And I think Game Pass is very good for gamers, so we'll see what they kind of change it with the next generation. I yeah. also think that it's uh, something to keep in mind. Last time Microsoft got destroyed by Sony was the original Xbox getting beaten by the PS2. Then when we went to the 360 PS3 generation, Microsoft took some chances, did some stuff Sony didn't want to do. Sony decided they were people were going to get their console no matter what, and I think you're going to see a lot more back and forth like that generation to generation. Yeah, I think we got to remember that Microsoft had to spend a lot of this generation rehabbing themselves from Mm -hmm. the absolute mess that was their launch. And then they sort of wound up being the... I mean, yes, Sony had the big hits, right? Like the reasons why you want to buy their console... But Microsoft, towards the end, wound up being the console for the the hardcore gamers as far as, like, we're giving you everything you ever wanted. You want to have backwards compatibility all the way to the original Xbox? Here you go. You want to have Game Pass where you pay 10 bucks a month to get all of our games and get a bunch of other people's games? Go, Yeah, here you go. You know? like. I mean, yeah, but the, but the PS4 still outsells it 3 to 1. Yeah, but it by that point they're they're done. Like they're not like nobody's. The problem is they also did the thing. What that helped Sony with the PS3 was Sony had the big games to battle back and wind up you know taking over in sales by the end. Microsoft said we're not going to kill ourselves to bring out Halo and Gears early. We're going to just understand that. We've been banking too long on Gears and Halo, pretty much, and mm-hmm. Forza, and go. Okay, we've got to we've got to do what Sony's doing and have all these first party studios where we can release like not just the one big game. We can have like three or four big games come out every year, like Sony does. Yeah, and, and that's why it's, yeah. it's it's so important that they brought in so many studios because because like Mark said, they're not all proven. But now they have a backing of a big company, and we can see what they can do. I mean, some of the studios that that go with Sony weren't big until all of a sudden they were a first-party Sony exclusive company, and now they're making these big, giant games. So we'll see what they can do there. But if you bring in 10 companies and three of them can produce you a huge AAA title game, I think it's worth it. Yeah, I mean, not every... Like, I don't expect, uh, I mean, we got to remember, not every Sony, uh, I mean, are people really talking about Last Guardian still? I mean, like, not every Sony big first-party studio makes these games that you go, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, I remember that game still. Like, the same thing is going to be with Microsoft. Not every game that they make is going to be a hit. Like, you know, um, State of Decay and, uh, you know, Sea of Thieves is fine if you're a multiplayer person, but State of Decay, like, came and went. Nobody cared. Uh, Crackdown's going to be the same thing. It might have its audience, but I think you might as well just expect that it's going to be a, oh, maybe a, a good game at the most. But, and that's not bad to say, 
But I think it's the same thing. Like I don't know that people are expecting Days Gone to be, no, be terrible, be just awesome. But they have Last of Us Two, Death Stranding. Um, what's the other? Uh, Ghost Tsushima in their back pocket, where they can have that game that's good or okay. When you have God of War and Spider Man that came out this year, and they're two of the best games you can play and want to play. You know, going on in the next year. You know, if you haven't played them yet, so um, which I would recommend. Like, if for some reason you haven't played God of War, there's there it's on a sale for like twenty five dollars on PSN right now. Go buy it. Uh, but the, the la- well, the last thing I would say about this whole Game Pass thing is they really need to partner up with WWE. So you can have Michael Cole screaming nine ninety nine about Forza Horizon. Oh <laughs> <laughs> God. Well, you know, WWE's in their own problems with uh, having a promise. I mean, yeah, it'd, it'd just be brand synergy then, though. Two troubled <laughs> companies joining together. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, have the McMahons be on TV for Microsoft. See how that goes. Yeah. Vince is uh, fighting Phil Spencer for airtime. Uh, <laughs> I'd, I'd watch that. <laughs> but, yeah, I, you know, I, I think... Uh, one thing to look ahead when we talk about the future, though, is, you know, Sony kind of reluctantly did it for Fortnite. And we see Microsoft and Nintendo do it together a lot. Uh, and, of course, PC's kind of been benefiting from that for a while. But this idea of crossplay, do you kind of see it be more sort of translucent and flexible going into these new consoles? And of, like, everybody kind of just says... Let's tear these walls down. I think you're going to see it more if the console cells are more even. You're going to start having uh, the bigger third-party companies push to allow cross-platform play. Yeah, I think it'll be next-gen. You'll you'll see it a lot more. I mean, maybe there will be another couple games that Sony allows cross-play for now. But I, I think it'll be once the next gen hits. Like Sony will make that a big thing. Like that'll be a big talking point for them. I was kind of disappointed watching the Game Awards when they had all three of those guys come out yeah. and were talking about Unity and stuff. That's what I thought they were building up to. Because now everything's crossplay. They didn't go for it there. But I, I do think the next generation of Microsoft and Sony and whatever iteration the Switch takes, because you know they're going to come out with different versions of that every other year. But whatever that whenever that unfolds i think that's when you're going to see cross-platform gaming a lot more yeah uh i think i was gonna talk about bethesda but i feel like we're just beating a dead horse uh, at that point don't don't worry man that bag is gonna come in four to six months for people (laughs) i can't believe that like seriously we were gonna talk about bethesda but you have to wait for the patch for that it's exactly. Not, it's not ready. <laughs> so yes, let's let's talk about uh, this top twenty-five list. Uh, everybody on the staff voted. Um, they had fifteen games that they could choose to kind of rep, and then this put. Uh, I basically counted up all the votes for the games, and they're put into tiers depending on how many votes they got. And that's what we're uh, basically doing here is we can't have everybody on the podcast 
but we kind of don't want to just do the whole like everybody do a point system and that's that's it and then you know we kind of want to have a discussion about all this and see if there's because let's be honest we all don't sit in an office and just get to trade all the games around and get free codes for everybody and everybody gets to play every game and or most of the games and then we all get to sit in a room and have this discussion we don't so i mean it'd be easier if we did though it would be nice if we did (laughs) but a lot of times you know like me um you know the the codes go to a lot of the other guys and i wait until all the sales happen and then i just buy all the games i didn't get to play over in the year and then i have to try to rush through and play as many as i can before we get to this point um you know as happens probably uh to most of us sitting around here so and and everybody else on the staff so we don't get a lot of times you get to play that one big game or those two big games and everything else is you know the indies here the the other game that you really liked here or whatever so you get more of an eclectic kind of viewpoint and that's where we kind of take this and go all right what are these 25 awesome games plus you get some sort of favorites from the ones that are here and you kind of get some like head scratchers and you go that game was bad why is this here (laughs) you know so um that being said the first thing we're going to do is we have games that i had listed that i know had have received some kind of press or good or we have reviews for them and they just didn't get votes because, hey, maybe you wanted to vote for something else or, or whatever. And then we have something that maybe only one person played or something that like you really, really liked, but nobody else did. That's kind of the tier one sort of thing. And a lot, a lot of mine are apparently in that realm. But um, is there anything in that sort of like the games that did not receive any votes that you go this needs to be in here as opposed to something that maybe got that one vote and you go, that doesn't need to be here to be in consideration for like that 25 to 19 area or something like that. Mark? Well, or Daniel, go ahead. Uh, well, I mean, just looking at the games that didn't receive any votes, uh, there are two that are on my list to play, but between going to school working 60 hour weeks overnight i didn't get a chance to uh and that's subnautica and far cry 5 i actually have a copy of far cry 5 that my wife has given me for christmas i just haven't had a chance to start playing it yet and subnautica is something i'm going to pick up i've liked how it looks from what i've seen but i just haven't gotten around to play it yet yeah, you take those two games and add a way out, and that's what I was going to say. The, those are the three games on that tier zero list that I'm looking forward to getting around to playing, but I have not touched any of them. But those are the three that stood out to me. Uh, well, Mark, I'm going to defer to you here as the person that's played well, both oh, those sorry. games here. Yeah, yeah I was going to say uh, I have no problem with Subnautica. Uh Far Cry 5 might be fine at number 25. Like, it's a really flawed game, uh, to, to put it mildly. Um, uh, also, the story got way overhyped for what actually is there. 
Yeah, the story's like the story is like the, the, the I think the biggest problem in the game is it's terrible. Um, the only game in this on the like the like the you know no vote list, uh, I would say is uh, Gris. I mean, that got a ton of good reviews. I don't think any of us have it or have played. I it. I've played it and it's very uh, artsy. Yeah, it's um, it's beautiful. It has it's like. Basically, you go through, it's a platformer, it's sort of a Metroidvania platformer, because you go backwards once you get uh, colors, and you get one color, and then the, the, the let's say like it turns red, and then you go through, and you you make little dots to kind of construct, it's sort of like Journey, almost. Um, well, it reminded yeah. me of a game on Xbox 360 and PS3 called El Shade. Ascension of the Metatron, except this is a 2D game, not 3D. Yeah, it's, I like it, it's all, it's, I mean, but I could also see if you played it and you're, like, not, um, sort of big into, like, those RC games that may not, uh, float your boat, so. But, I mean, I'd still put it on there. <laughs> I would, too. I, the one for me that I've, I really like is, uh, Donut County. It's sort of like a reverse um, Katamari, and it's hilarious, and just so much like fun stuff happens in that game. I, I really in, uh, have enjoyed playing it. Picked it up on that sale, and it's also like $12 on the Switch that just came out, so if you've been waiting to play that on Switch, you can go uh, check that out there, too. I have Valkyria Chronicles 4, and I've not touched it. I've heard it's pretty decent. But, um, game of the year. Yeah. Uh, I mean, definitely, uh, We Happy Few should not be on here at all. That game is bad. Oh, no. Uh, so definitely that can be removed from the. Technically, the tier one has way more games than are going to wind up being at that, like, bottom part of the list anyway. Yeah, so I think on our yeah. list I counted we five games make the top twenty five. Yeah, from tier one. So I think sort of what's here in the tier one we're gonna pick through anyway. Um, but I feel like for one, uh, Astrobot needs to be probably should be higher but it definitely needs to be on the list uh, if you want one vr game to like represent from this year uh, i'd put moss up there too just because they're both really really good games yeah i would ha- i think we have to p- so which one do you would you like want out of the two <sighs> I'm honestly not sure because they're so they're both different. I mean, no, they're both you, you pick but... between your children right now. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> so, like people who haven't played Astrobot, like what makes I mean, Astrobot? It's just I'm trying to think exactly how to sum it up, and it's been to be fair, it's been a while since I played either one of these. I've, I mean, I just came away with the impression both of them were really fun games. There are games that I could go back into and not not regret going back into them, not feeling like there's nothing new to do. And they're going to be enjoyable no matter how much you replay them, just as much as it was the first time. Uh, 
if I had to pick between the two, I think Moss took a little, took a few more chances with the way the story was with the, it's almost like a, almost like a storybook. So I'd probably, if I had to choose between the two, I'd probably lean towards Moss just because it's more unique. But I mean, they're, they were both really good games. I feel like Moss, Moss is the one with the, the mouse. Yeah. That it's sort of like an adventure game for your VR. And I think, I mean, Astrobot's really good from what I've seen of it. I feel like Astrobot's also something that you should you kind of expect in VR, whereas Moss is kind of like a special experience that you go, "Oh, this is it's short enough to where I'm not going to get annoyed to have the headset on for that long." But it's also something that I feel like, "Oh, you can actually make like a real game that I would play on my console in the VR as well." Yeah. I mean, it's really hard to choose between the two, but I, I do think Moss probably would get the edge in my mind. Okay, so let's put Moss in there for consideration. I know uh, you really enjoyed Yakuza 6, Mark. I mean, yeah, but it's not like... I, even in this you know, tier one list, there's like a few games I'd probably put above it. Definitely Dragon Ball Fighter Z, I think... Or fighters, sorry. Yeah. Um, this is sort of the same thing we had with PUBG last year. Dragon Ball Fighters has been one of the most important games this year as far as... Uh, it has broken records for every fighting tournament as far as the game that's, like, out of nowhere, uh, you know, got more votes and more wants from the people in those tournaments. Uh, it of wanting to play it, wanting people seen playing it. Um, that's the game Sonic Fox won the yeah the big tournament from, right? Um, also, I mean, it's it's Dragon Ball, and they did it. They did the fighting game well. I mean, I know you said the story kind of lags after yeah, a while, but it's it's the first good Dragon Ball fighting game, so that has to count for something. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's saying. A lot there. Um, I know you were kind of you were the one that voted for Mega Man, Randy. I mean, it's it's such a, it's a classic Mega Man. It's so good. Like I I I'm not going to make the biggest case to put it in the top twenty five because there are a few games that I have not been able to touch. Return of the Overdead and the Messenger that I, I would probably put ahead of Mega Man Eleven because it doesn't really create anything new. Like the gear system added enough variety in it to make it interesting. It just graphically and was great. The music's not old Mega Man stuff, but as a classic Mega Man fan who lived on it on the NES, it was a great return to that kind of franchise. So I just loved it. But again, I'm not going to fight that hard for it. What about Mario Party? Uh, this is the demo. This is the demo to the next Mario Party, but same thing. This is the first good Mario Party game in a long time. It's just short. There's only four or five boards on it. There's not a lot of side games that you can do. The boards are really, really small. But the great thing is the mini games, almost all of them, are hella fun. They're so good. 
so uh, nice. People are calling in. It's great. But are, right. are, are there any uh, beat off motion control mini yes, games like that? There, there are beat off motion control games. They are still there. But there's just a good variety of mini games. They're all clever. They're all unique. There's not a lot that are like, oh god, we're doing this again. So I, I, the mini games is what sold Super Mario Party for me. It's just. I'm glad they brought back the boards, but they still need a lot of work. They're really tiny, and there's not a lot of strategy involved to them. So I think the next Super Mario Party will definitely be a top 25 game. I was just so happy that they have fixed a lot of their issues that Mario Party started to go down. Uh, Black Ops 4 got a lot of talk about how it does uh, Battle Royale better than PUBG and... Obviously, a little bit more polished than Fortnite. I mean, for the none of us, I think, ha, any of us played it. That's here. I know Stephanie really loved it. Um, what's where is the story mode? It is not here. We know exactly. that. Exactly. <laughs> fuck, fuck this game. <laughs> uh, I mean, for what it does, though, it's still pretty good. So I mean, uh, yeah, but. They're literally just copying a mode from other games, and it's the same crap that they've had had in it for years. Fair enough. Fair enough on that. I I think uh, you mentioned it, Uh, Randy. I I should have mentioned that each one of us also has sort of a... uh, I don't know what you call it. Sort of like you get to do a World of Warcraft. uh, You pay the money, and you get to zoom up to like level whatever the... Level boost. Yeah, the level boost... We each get a game that we get to level boost all the way to like tier six, which is right below um, the top two. And Return of the Overden is going to be mine. I can always say that right now. It's one yeah, of my. Yeah, I, I, I kind of assume that. It's one of my games that I absolutely loved from this year. It's like, it's a game that is it makes you think. You have to if you don't take notes while you play this game. You're doing it wrong, because, uh, I mean, you could obviously use a YouTube walkthrough and cheat, and that's fine if you want to do that, but, like, you play as an insurance adjuster. This is the same guy that made Papers, Please, by the way, and you're you're an insurance adjuster, and you have to go back and try to figure out what happened to all these people that, like, died on this old boat called the Oprah Den. And you have a stopwatch that lets you go through and see, like, moments that happened. And you have to figure out who's who. And you have to make connections. And all you get is, like, little sounds to tell you're doing the right thing. It's it's not a lot of cues. But also the the visuals for that game are just special. They're, they're, something, they're like, one of the most special ones you'll see this entire year. Of just how cool they look. Want another sad thing? Yeah. That game sounds like a copy of an earlier Russian game called Cryostasis. Probably. There might be some copy. I mean, there's some... Like, you know, L.A. Noir did some of this, too. Like, you know, where you have to go back and kind of investigate and do all that. No, like Cryostasis literally involved you jumping into dead people and figuring out how they died. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. That's... <laughs> But definitely, it's it's. I mean, it's what sucks is only on PC, so yeah. that hurt it for me. I didn't get to play as much as I want to because I don't play a lot of games on my PC. 
Um, if they ever have it come to Switch or something, I would say go out there and buy it because it's it's well worth your time to like, and it's something you could do like, do an hour here, take a break, do an hour later. You know, um, another one, The Messenger is absolutely amazing. Also, mm-hmm. unless you just hate Ninja Gaiden, which is fine if you hate that, which that also came onto the Nintendo uh, Switch Online thing this month. Uh, but it is an, a loving homage to Ninja Gaiden. Uh, even before you get to the part where it turns into Metroidvania, they nail that so well. The The music is fantastic. The, the shopkeeper that's in there telling you... They're so stupid, but like they make you laugh. The stories he, he tells you in there. Uh, the story is kind of silly... But it's just like that gameplay is just so good. And there's so many Metroidvanias this year. There's so many we're going to talk about um, that are higher on the list and, and all that. But it's just th- this is just one of those indie games that um, it's on Switch. It's on all the systems. If you haven't played it yet, do yourself a favor. Um, I hate that Nintendo is not like doing what everybody, what the other two are doing and like having a big holiday sale right now because they really could be making a lot of money. Uh, for these indies, uh, people like just hearing these names, especially after the Game Awards and and seeing all these lists that are going to come out, the Messenger is going to be on a lot of them. And I, I think, yeah, I think I told you during Black Friday that like, you know, Sony had a big sale, Microsoft had a big sale, Nintendo had a sale, and like the only Nintendo game on for sale was like Donkey Kong, and that was like six bucks off. Yeah, and Mario <laughs> Rabbids. Yeah, and that's not a Nintendo game. And then for the Game Awards, they had Mario Odyssey, and that was it. Yeah. So, yeah, I I don't know. Nintendo's weird with their... um, They they highly rely on uh, much more physical... I mean, credit to them, what, they're now the fastest-selling console in the U.S. ever. Again, credit to... They're doing something right, but still. Um... Uh, another, I know neither none of us played it on here, but I feel like all I've heard is how great Hitman Two is. So from like everybody on either Twitter or a podcast or something, everybody keeps talking about how great Hitman Two is. Obviously, it helps that you can go buy the ones from last year for like twenty bucks and add in all those levels as well. But just yeah. wanted to throw that out there that we recognize that we know that that game is great, even though. Unfortunately, I don't think any of us have gotten to play it yet. Right. Uh, all right, so we got to start making decisions here. Well, I do think uh, Beat, Saber, Beat Saber from Tier 1 should make it as well. Because it is a really fun VR game. Uh, um, I mean, how many VR games do you want to have on this list? Because I would say the only, the only other strict VR game would be... Uh, like Tetris Effect. Well, I feel like Tetris Effect is different because it's it can be played in both. So more well, people it, can and Beat Saber can be played on uh, other VR sets other than PSVR as well. Well, Moss can too. It just got, it got put on PC well, not too long ago. Yeah. Um, I mean to be fair, more people probably have a PSVR than they have a Vive, or I don't hear yeah. anybody talking about Oculus anymore. But like. Okay, for me, I feel like that we have to include Dragon Ball Fighters for yes. its importance and, and and everything else. Um, 
Return of the Overden is getting boosted, so that's out of this conversation as far as that goes. I feel like the messenger has to be included. Everything else is sort of, and then one of the one of the VR games has to be in there. And you said Moss over yeah, Astrobot. Just, yeah, just because of how unique it was. Um. Okay, so that's three. So, so if you boost Overden, we still need four games that would make. 21 through 25. Well, I just gave you three. Um, so then do you go back? Even though I feel like Messenger and Dragon Ball Fighter should be higher, but that's just me. Um, so we go with, I guess, Subnautica? Or... I mean, we haven't talked about Nino Kuni 2. I haven't played it, but... Nino Kuni 2 is pretty good. It's fine. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's not like the greatest RPG. Uh, and it's a bunch of, like, really... It reminds me a lot of, like, uh, Suikoden. Like, you have to, like, mm-hmm. get characters. It's this. Instead of 108 characters, you get 100. Um, you have like, the like, whole constructing your town thing. Yeah, it's literally, like, the same type of thing. But you can and assign different people to different, you know, buildings and jobs. What bothered me was the story kind of contradicts itself. And then also, like, it's just kind of all over the place sometimes. And it's um, also, like, brain-dead easy. Oh, yeah. You get the Higgledies in there, and that's... Like, yeah, God. Well, like, the la- like, the last boss was, like, seventy level 75, and I beat it, like, level 53. <laughs> I haven't gotten that far yet, but I wouldn't be surprised at that point. Um, that's... Actually, at this point, like... Be, so, do you feel like Yakuza 6 is... I mean, I would say, uh, of all the games we've talked about so far, I would say, like, the like number 25 should be, probably be Gris. Just because none of us have played it, but you know it's good. <laughs> I have. I liked it. I like it. It's just, man, it's just, like, it just came out, literally. Yeah. And... Like, I, w- I would honestly say number 25, Gris. Well, I would actually say number 25, Far Cry 5, number 24, Gris. I wouldn't put Far Cry 5 in here at all. No, neither, neither would I. But <laughs> we don't have to. I just don't feel like. Honestly, I'd put one of. I put two VR games in here before I would put Far Cry Five. I mean, I'm fine with that. Like I said, I haven't played it yet, so I don't really have an opinion on it. Honestly, I feel I've like seen. I've seen people put Astrobot as like their game of the year. Like, I, you know, I've seen people put it in their top fives. I feel like it wouldn't be. I think we could have logistically have like Moss at twenty five and Astrobot, a f- you know a few higher or something, like twenty three or something. I mean, I'm fine with that. Everybody else cool with that? Sure. Yeah. And I feel like if we, I mean, if I'd played more than like an hour. And I could really sit here and pound the table for, technically I think it's Gris because it's a Spanish developer. Uh, I would go along with that, but it's just, it's hard for me to just, it's only me and I didn't have this like outside of the world experience with it, you know, yet. Um, Yakuza 6, we could put it. Like in I think we have those. our. I mean, yeah. The way it's set up, we have Dragon Ball Fighters still to put 
like rank on the list on the messengers, and that would be our our game. Five. Yeah. I think we have our our games figured out. And we just got to get the order. I I think we, yeah. Um, so I don't. I think everything else that we're fine without putting on the list. So yeah, we can do the order at the end if y'all want to do that. But I think I mean, as I'm far already, as tier, yeah, tier I'm zero making, and making a list. So yeah, just as long as somebody makes a list of the games that we're saying, okay, we're going to put them here. Then as long as we get down to twenty five, and then we can rearrange. But I think yeah. we we've now cut it down to where we have twenty five games. Or are we cutting uh, Far Cry Five out and putting Astro Bot on there? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So moving on to what is our tier two? So they that means at least two people voted for these games. I'm gonna read them out and then we can discuss. I'm I'm, dis- I'm disgusted. I am disgusted too. Trust me, I'm disgusted here. This is where a lot of these indie games are coming in, and very many of them are really, really good. Celeste is one of the great games of the entire year. Into the Breach is fantastic from the FTL guys. Dead Cells has been one of the games that a lot of people have talked about this year as a game of the year. Overcooked 2 is just a fantastically fun game. Uh, Dragon Quest Eleven as a return of the form for Dragon Quest, even though the music sucks total ass. Uh, Just Cause 4, uh, Mark has, is explaining game. that. It's a bad game. You're like the first person I've heard say it's a bad game. I just heard a lot of people say they just have a lot of fun with it. They they broke Just Cause. They took out, the, like, you can still destroy bases, but it doesn't matter, and then the stuff respawns in a base. So it means nothing. That's bad. Uh, and then Persona Dancing... Uh, Three and five, uh, Moonlight and Starlight, which I mean, both... they're the same game. <laughs> yes, technically they're like half a game each, so it's fine. But like those games are, it helps that you have fantastic music uh, with a uh, really good rhythm game together. Um, so, I mean, both of us are big Persona fans, so that that's probably why that's on that list uh, this here. But okay. Uh, Randy, are you gonna like make Celeste your? Oh yeah, Celeste is boosted game. to the moon. The fact okay. it's on the same tier as whatever that Persona dancing game is just makes me really sad. Oh, I see how it is. I see how it is. Ah, uh... no, Celeste is getting boosted. It was, it was probably my second favorite game of the year. Yeah, just without question, that game is so good. Uh, I feel like Dead Cells should be higher than this too, but. I am Mark, you're the one that did the review. Yeah, Dead Cells is good. Like, I'd probably put it like 17 or so. Um, I really enjoyed Dragon Quest Eleven, So, uh, I'm fine with it here. Like, Overcooked 2 was the game that my mom, Anaya, and I played a lot all together. It was, like, so fun. Uh, just, Wait, they, they it, nailed it from well, Overcooked 1 to 2. Only fun with people? <laughs> No, I had fun with doing the story mode too. I mean, it's it's crazy. Like it gets super like nuts after a while, to where like I kept failing or not getting like the three stars, and I'm like, damn it, I keep messing up, and I'm trying to figure out how to do it faster, and I can't. Uh so well, you're saying just causes four is bad. So do we need to like switch it with something? If, if it is on this list, it's number twenty. I mean, but. That's the thing, though. Like, if you're saying it's bad, we can lower it. Yeah, I I think it's something like 
like that. I mean, we're talking about Dragon Ball Fighter Z or Fighters and the Messenger being the top of that one tier. I think those both are going to get bumped up over some of these games. Yeah. Honestly, I would put Persona like lower because look, the music is fantastic. That is Persona Five had some of the best music last year. It's it's on probably on the top of everybody's like soundtrack of the year thing and three obviously has terrific music too but it's like and the rhythm games are fine like they're they're there's nothing wrong with them um but i feel like you're also using older games to make something that uh i feel like it's obviously i feel like it gets um helped by the fact that you have the persona 4 dancing Included in that collection, which obviously Persona 4 Dance is even older. So yeah, but I, I haven't even touched that one yet. <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, unless you want to like really fight for it, Mark, I feel like you could make a case to like lower Just Cause Four and Persona, and you could bring Dragon Ball and Messenger f- further up. Sure, if you want. I feel like the rest. You know, Celeste is getting boosted. I feel like Dead Cells is, needs to go higher when we get to talking about some of these that are further up. But I really liked Into the Breach. I kind of played it late. Um, and that's for somebody that didn't get to play FTL. It's I'm not like a hardcore strategy person, but it's hard, but it's also like really interesting in the mechanics that it does. And I like the the story missions going through so i know you did the review i I mean you're more of a strategy person than i am kind of i mean you're the one who likes valkyria chronicles and stuff like that (laughs) i mean i'll be honest i played it when it first came out and i had completely forgotten about it and that's why i didn't vote for it when i saw it i remembered but if i had completely forgotten about it to the point that i didn't even think of the game when i was thinking of the top games that's why I didn't put it on there. But when I played it, I had a good time. Uh, I might have not, might have or might not have played it at work when uh, I had some downtime while I was working, and it was great for that. <laughs> I think it's a cool game. It's just I just thought, thought, thought it was very hard, <laughs> or like hard oh yeah, it's like super hard. Yeah, uh, yeah. I can't get. I've tried to do this one mission. I don't know how many times I keep dying. I'm like, God damn. <laughs> So I'm gonna yeah. stop before I start throwing the switch somewhere. Uh yeah, I think uh though we kind of talked about uh the ones that are moving around. I think we can move on up to these are games tier three that at least three people voted for. Um Pokemon Let's Go, Tetris Effect, Forza Horizon four Octopath Traveler, Vampire, and Monster Hunter World. The only game that I feel like is one is not like the other is Vampire, but that's from me not playing it. Um, but uh, the rest of these, I feel like they're kind of, even though you, I think you can make a case for Monster Hunter maybe being higher, but I feel like all these are kind of in that right spot. I don't know. Mark, I know you love Tetris Effect. Yeah. 
I having played it, I I'm not a Tetris person, but the way that they make that music work with the blocks and when that song kicks in and like you're and doing the zone thing and like all the different colors that it, I mean it's it's really awesome. Like it takes the best parts of Tetris and the best parts of Luminous and puts it together in one game and uh it's definitely I forget the guy's name, his masterwork. Yeah. It's bad for me I to mean, forget the person's name right now. Honestly, I think every game from tier three probably should be on the list, except for Vampire. And maybe Octopath. Like I think it was a very cool looking game. No, uh, I I would say Octopath definitely deserves to be there. Not maybe not there, but deserves to be on the list. Yeah. And I'll say the same about Vampire. I enjoyed it. I, I thought combat was really busted. Like, that's what really drove me up. Like, some of those bosses were just fucked. To be fair, they I think they fixed it. Yeah, since, and I uh... played it after it was fixed. Yeah, so, like, I mean, I think I was reviewing, like, when it came out, and I was like, well, this werewolf boss just throws me in two hits. This is fun. <laughs> yeah. uh... I really hated the uh, respawning enemies between zones, too. It's like, oh, man, I just want to get to this area. I don't want to face... 20 of these vampire hunter dudes that just annoying me. <laughs> I mean, I don't mind it being moved down the list, but I do think from what I played, it should have been on there. Fair enough. Um, I think uh, Stephanie wound up being the one that reviewed it. I think she liked it more than Mark. I uh, reviewed it. Are oh, you were the one that, but I for us though, I think yeah, I think both of y'all very I think she liked it a little bit more than you, but that's kinda that's one of those games it's like you had people that really liked it or you had people that kinda saw a lot of the flaws and it bothered them. Uh Force Horizon four is fantastic. Um seriously it's like I really I don't I'm not a driving game person, but I really enjoy love that game. Uh it does arcade racing so well. Just, I mean, we yeah. have, throughout the rest of the tiers, we have 13 games and 14 open spots, so that should tell you something. <laughs> well, let's go through the rest of these that I think people are going to know the rest of what's here. Um, tier 4 is Spider-Man, which I feel like is criminally low. Yeah, uh, if nobody else is, I will boost that one up. Yeah. Uh, Shadow of the Tomb Raider, um, which I think to be, f- I think Randy's the only one here that like might have spent a lot of more time with that than. Hey, I've not. I've played the first two a lot. It's Shadow of the Tomb Raider is the first. I, I said it before the podcast. Tier four to me is my to get to at the beginning of next year games. I've touched Shadow of the Tomb Raider because that's the game I've been most excited for, and the little bit that I have played of it. I, it's very very good it's like the first two games they've added some animals and stuff but I'm not anywhere near into it enough to really have the best opinion yet but it's just more Tomb Raider which I love uh, Spider-Man is my favorite game of this year it's the game I had the most fun with um, I know you really loved it too Mark yeah oh, it's uh, my second favorite game yeah. uh, it was a game that I had it just felt natural to try to complete it you didn't feel like you were forcing yourself to do anything. You just wanted to keep playing it. 
Well, I did when it came out. I got all the trophies in that stupid game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, they make it really easy to to want to go for the platinum too, and and the extra collectibles like don't feel like oh it's just a slog or whatever. So yeah. you kind of want to see some of them too, uh, as opposed to Assassin's Creed Odyssey. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I feel like we're at this crossroads again with Mark, where all I hear is people praising and praising and praising this game, and I get I mean, Mark's review, and it's... <laughs> Odyssey is better than Origins, but Odyssey has some severe structural problems, for sure. Like, one of the end, one of the endings is like, oh, you can beat it at level 35. Meanwhile, like, the submissions are like, you gotta be level 49 to complete these at all. It's like, wait, what? Did they fix those? I mean, maybe. I doubt it. I, I also feel like... Well, you're also not a huge fan of them going sort of the RPG route either. I mean, right? yeah, but like if they did it well, it'd be better. <laughs> yeah, I think um, if I remember correctly, they actually hired one of the main Witcher people involved with the Witcher. So, like, they're skipping this year or this upcoming year, but yeah, I think they're... Not the next game, but the game after that might actually finally get to what they want, which is like resembling The Witcher Hardcore. So we'll we'll see if they get to yeah. that. And that stupid monkey game that they showed in the Game Awards would be the next Assassin's Creed for real. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. You think Odyssey should be here then, or? I mean, yeah, I mean, it'll yeah. be there, but I just. I, it might even hit top ten, but I don't think it. Like it's not the number five game of the year or anything. <laughs> I would agree uh, with you there. After that, you basically have, you know, games that have been talked about a lot this year. Uh, obviously, Smash just came out, but people won't stop talking about Smash for one way or the other. Uh, World of Light is kind of what it is, but S- Smash is. Uh, Unless you're playing online with more than one person, uh, it's it's Smash. It's really good. Um, I love the new. I love the Belmonts. The Belmonts are really fun to play with. Um, the I I've enjoyed the Inklings too. I'm not a big fan of K. Rule, but then again, I'm not a person that like loves playing with the big dudes either. Um, um Mark, I think you've played more than I have of Smash. Yeah, I. I finally liked all the characters uh yeah it's really fun uh like dragon ball is a better fighting game like as a whole but like it's a smash Bros. is an incredibly fun and like long package like, that stupid adventure mode is gonna take me like hours to complete oh, or that days is... yeah that's like 20 i haven't heard anybody unless you just and like there's stuff that's just, there's stuff that's just unavoidable that like at least it takes you fifteen twenty hours. Yeah. Um, I don't know, have either one of you get Daniel. I know you said you have it. Yeah, I mean, I enjoy it. I was actually the person that put it down the list because it seemed to have gotten overlooked initially. Uh, I mean, it definitely deserves to be in the top ten of games this year, if not top five. Because it is so much fun, it is good. Uh, but I do see where there are some drawbacks to it. 
Yeah, how do you feel about the whole? I'm, I, it seems so weird of the compare and contrast of people that like really don't want to have to unlock all these characters, and there's people that like are loving that they unlock all these characters. Where do you fall on that? I mean, I, I enjoy it. It gives you a reason to, I mean, keep playing to an extent, but it, it never feels like a grind because anything you do goes towards unlocking the characters. Yeah, I mean, technically they show up like every 10 minutes, right? Yeah, so. I mean, so, I mean, it's not like you're, you have to do a specific combination of things to unlock a specific character. It's just anything you're doing playing the game in any real mode is going towards unlocking stuff. I mean, technically there is a way to make a certain character show up if you follow somebody's line far enough. But yeah. like you're saying, you you can play versus for like 10 minutes and then somebody will show up. Yeah. Uh, and then also they remove the whole, oh, it's one shot and then you have to do that again for him to, for that person to show up. You can actually go in like a menu and just yeah uh, fight him again. Um, which thank God that happened to me because I, I got killed by Captain Falcon and I got killed by somebody else. I had to fight him again. Um, you can unlock these people in World of Light too. It just takes a while. Yeah. Um, Mark, I, do you like the whole unlocking the character thing? Or well, I just did the cheat method where you know I unlocked a character and then I shut the game down and like restarted it and popped another character. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, I mean, it's something to strive for. Like, if you don't like that spirit, you know, the adventure mode, like, you're not going to get a lot from this game, aside from it just being a fighting game. Like, the right. story mode, or, like, the, you know, the actual classic mode is really simple most of the time. And I like how the enemies are curated, though. Yeah, it's like, most of that's fine. It's fun to go through those original characters, like, one time. If they made it to where I had to go through classic mode to unlock everybody, I'd get annoyed because it's the same ones over and over and over and over. But, like, going through the first time through with Pikachu and, like, fighting all the different Pokemon and, like, Incineroar's the last one and he's new, like, that I was think, fun, you know? Well, I think, like, I think the game is just missing, like, a few, like, if it had a few extra additional modes, it'd be good. Like, maybe, like, the smash the target mode, uh... Or just maybe, like, something else to strive for. Also like hearing is. that, like, World of Light has, like, no special cutscenes or whatever outside oh, yeah. of those. That kind of sucks. Yeah. Like, like you're, you're going through all that and you get nothing that makes it feel special outside of, like, oh, hey, I got a sticker that from some game that... I mean, like, I think it's cool that, like, all these, uh, like, let's say, like, Golden Sun, one of my favorite games in the GBA, like, all those guys are there or whatever. But, like, I don't know. They just, I'm not sitting there, like, feeding them food and whatever. I'm just going, okay, optimize it for me, go into the next battle, whatever, you know. Even, they, like, the opt- optimized thing is really busted, like, on my, at least on my mode. <laughs> like, it, oh, uh, really? I'll optimize, and it'll go, it's like a level one spirit, you know, I was like, wait, I have level 99, guys. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> it's weird. Uh, I feel like we could go on uh, with Smash. Definitely one of the top games of this year. Um, probably would be talked about even more if it came, didn't come out, like, December 7th. But still, for it coming out so late, people are obviously uh, loving on it. Uh, Detroit Become Human. 
is technically above Smash. I got one more vote. Technically, the reason why is because I didn't vote for Smash because I knew it would get high because I wanted to vote for something else or it would be tied with Detroit. And um, obviously, and it's funny because these are the two games that everybody has been battling themselves over. God of War and Red Red Dead Redemption 2 technically tied for us. So Uh, we get to break that. I'm here to break that tie. I, yeah, I'm here it's to break simple. that tie big it's time, too. It's called God of War. <laughs> yeah, that's where I'm at, too. God of War. <laughs> yeah, I would lean towards it as well. I'm not even leaning. <laughs> You're like, it's totally uh, God of War. So, y'all Red Dead 2 fans, I'm sorry if you are really were like having a hankering for that being number one. Um, so, I think, obviously, now we kind of have to figure out the actual... Um, list, and we've sort of mentioned games that we feel can go backwards, games that we feel like can go forward. Um, I'm okay, so I think we obviously we've all God of War is number one, right? Like, that's Mm -hmm. undisputed. Yes, we're God of War is our game of the year. Um, Red Dead is number two. Uh, unless somebody really wants to argue that it's not. Nobody? Yeah. Not an open world guy, but I've, I'm not going to argue that that's the second best game of the year. It's, it's a masterpiece of a game in very many other facets. Yes. Like, um, after that, I think this is where this gets interesting, right? Because yeah. I think you could have... Number three is Detroit. <laughs> no, I don't think the no. number three is Detroit for me. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, I would put Spider. I would put Spider Man there. Detroit has Clancy Brown. What more do you want? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, Spider Man has Yuri Lowenthal, and he's awesome uh, as uh, Peter Parker. So. Um, I also thought uh, Mary Jane's voice actress did a really good job on her too. I uh, just, um, yeah, I I would feel like Spider Man definitely needs to be number three. And when anybody, are we all agreeing there? I'm not, but I'm outvoted, so I'm okay with that. You like Detroit more than Spider Man? No, 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 not not that Spider Man is shouldn't be ahead of Detroit. I agree there, other than I haven't played Spider-Man yet. But from what I've seen, everyone, it's creative reviews. It's Celeste for me. But I, again, I know I'm in the minority there, so I will not... I'm with you on Spider-Man. Celeste being in the top five. Yes. No, that's what I'm saying. For me, it was my second game. And I know Red Dead goes above it, and I can understand Spider-Man. But So that's what I'm saying. For me, it's not third, but I have zero like problem Celeste with Celeste was like my third or fourth like favorite game of the year after Oberdin and Spider-Man like it's I really the, love the Celeste. best game that you've ever let me get a review <laughs> I think it was makeup for making me review old time hockey hey you sort of wanted to review that game so don't I did and then the game was so bad <laughs> so we all had to review bad games sometimes oh so bad uh, so yeah, I mean, you gave it a ten. So, and it and it definitely is a fan. Like seriously, the soundtrack is one of the mm. greatest things of this entire year. Not not to mention the game. 
but um i mean the soundtrack's amazing the, the gameplay is challenging but a lot of fun graphically it's, plus it's assist beautiful. mode is is really it's there for you like okay, i've had to use I'm it just, i'm kidding but but for me it was the subtle storyline that i was not expecting going into that game i really thought okay it's going to be like your meat boy they'll throw a story in there just to kind of progress or whatever but it really makes you think deep and you know all about the self-doubt and depression and anxiety and and it wasn't like you had 20 minute cutscenes that really like try to drive it home but just mm. the way they would intertwine a storyline and then the whole next level played into that where it was able to tell the story without saying any words it was it was gorgeous and perfect and like i guess i would put it behind spider-man i would fight for it to be fourth uh I would call it fourth, but I don't know if Mark wants to fight for Smash or something, or Detroit. Well, in my provisional list, I put, uh, I actually put Celeste at seven. <laughs> uh, well, I, put, I will come and I, punch you in the face. No, I'm just kidding. I put Detroit at four, just because I, I think it just has more votes. Like, and Smash at five. And then I mean, technically, it is one of the boosted games, so it can go anywhere aside yeah. from one and two. Well, that's why I put Oberdin so. and Celeste next to each other at six and seven. <laughs> and yeah. I guess, like, honestly, I guess Tetris Effect would be like my boosted game, so that's number eight. <laughs> okay, um, so we have the the top three figured out. I, I feel like, look, I enjoy Detroit. I think it's David Cage's uh, best game uh, by far, which maybe isn't saying a whole lot. But like, I think he nailed some of the, you know, some of the stories for that game are fantastic. Like, I I really got like Connor. I think is really well done, and and, and like his voice actors is, is awesome too. Um, I don't know. It's just I I like what it does. It's like I had more. I enjoyed other games more than Detroit. But have you finished it? I haven't finished it. No. Yeah. When it gets better at the end. Well, then it really diverges, and then you can see, like you know, how many different permutations there really are. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Uh, all right, let's. I think we should sort of respect the votes at some point and say Detroit for. I think for what Celeste does, it deserves to be above Smash. Like, the impact that it leaves on you, it's not just another platformer. Like,. It's special. Are we... Oh, anybody going to argue? I'll take top five. I'll be happy with top five. Uh, okay. So Celeste at five, Smash at six. Um, I'll put Oberdan at seven. Yeah. And Touch Effect at eight then. Alright, after yep. that... I think some of these we can start having arguments because I feel like Monster Hunter is better than Assassin's Creed or Tomb Raider. 
Monster Hunter. I have never heard this many people talk about Monster Hunter in one year than I have with this game. And this came in, came out in January. And like people are still talking about it. People are still... I mean, yes, this expansion is going to come out that just got announced. And that's got people talking about it again. Of course, with uh, Geralt uh, from Witcher being in it helps too. But um, obviously, it's not completely streamlined. There's still stuff about it that I feel like... Like, I feel like the monster weaknesses should be a lot more transparent. Um, and they should be in the game. Like, I shouldn't have to go to, like, some forum or look up on the internet. That I'm not saying they have to be, like, oh, here's, like, a, you know, House of the Dead. When the, when the monster shows up, or here's the weakness or whatever. But, like, it could be a little bit easier to figure out. Um, it'd be more helpful if it was. <laughs> yeah, but like a lot of it got stream. Like I remember playing one of the 3DS ones, and I was like, "What the hell am I doing?" You know. And I feel like with this game, I had less of that. Like you played a lot more of it than I did, Mark. But you know, I don't know. Like the only real negative for that game is like the online lobby system. Oh, but, like it's it terrible. The password thing is stupid. Or, like, you can't just get into a match with your friend, or get into, like, a, you know, a hunt with your friend. You have to, like, find the monster first, and then send it the SOS flare, uh, which is, like, retarded. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that was kind of, I didn't play a lot with people, so, um, I don't know, unless you guys want to argue for one of these, I don't, I don't know. Uh, everybody okay with Monster Hunter at nine then? Yeah, I mean it was a big game, especially in the spring. Uh, I think Assassin's Creed at ten is fine. Um, technically it's one spot lower than Origins was last year, but uh, there's better games well, in its spot. Yeah, so. like God of War and Spider Man are drastically yeah. better games than either of those games so uh well here, I'll, I'll jump down a little bit for you sean because i know you're the one that's going to be fighting here we have dragon ball fighters at 20 and i know there's a few games in the middle here that we've said could move down and stuff how high up do you want to move dragon ball fighters two no i'm kidding yeah. <laughs> uh i i think um Definitely, it should go above. Like, are, did like two meter really make a big impact on anybody? That like we're really. I know the people that voted for it, or I think it's two of the people that voted for it, or you know Stewart and Liam. That I think they were kind of just making a list. I don't know that those were games that they. Um, From what I understand, it's a very it's a decently competent two meter game, but it yeah. does nothing new. Uh, it's just more of the same. And that's why I got, like, lower reviews across the board. Well, also, I think it came out at a time when, like... Yeah, it, it, it got swallowed up it, by... Yeah, it, it got swallowed games. by other games. I, I mean, will yeah, say... But, like, I will say, lower... in in the early part of that game, you try to catch up with one of your your mates after a plane crash, and you find a bloody mess that the trail goes to a jaguar, so the jaguar just ate his ass... I think it should go up one or two spots just for that scene. That scene was hilarious. 
Isn't it like that stupid bear hunting scene from the uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider? Like, oh, I can hit this bear with these poison arrows that it's crafted. No, you uh, haven't got poison arrows in this one yet. <laughs> At that point. I, I, love, I really loved Forza. I can't speak for a Tomb Raider, but I think Forza's like a fantastic racing game as far as... And it's like set in a... I'm not familiar with Scotland like, you know, Stuart was who did the review and that he talked about a, a lot about that during that. But I haven't played a racing game in a long time and like that made me... I bought Game Pass to play that game. And yes, obviously I got to download a bunch of other like cool games that I didn't know were on that. But like, I waited a whole day waiting for the thing to download and then got to play a bunch of it um, and really loved it for... Uh, just because that that game is, is so good, so I don't know. I would put Forza high up there. Um, I would I would say like I know we're supposed to sort of respect the votes, but I feel like we're not making this big case for Tomb Raider where it needs to be at eleven. No, I'm fine moving it down in its its tier. Like I said, I haven't played enough of it yet, and like like Mark said, uh, a lot of it is it's a lot like the other two games, which is good for me. But as far as this list, I I won't make the biggest case. I mean, they added a mechanic where like Laura can spread mud on her face. That's about it. <laughs> so if you want to see her get dirty, then I guess it's a good game. But that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so we came with Forza at 11 then? Or does it need to, something else need to be higher? Also, I feel like Dead Cells is, I don't like roguelike games, and that game is hard. Not saying it's not, but I really enjoyed what it, what it does in the, it kept me coming back to playing that more than I probably would have other roguelike games. I mean, the games I have above it are Octopath and Pokemon. So if you want to trade it up for one of those, feel free. <laughs> uh, yeah, I would say definitely above those two. Like, I really love Pokemon. Like, it's fun. Like, it's like I've had a lot of fun with it because Anaya's having a lot of fun with it. And getting to relive Yellow and everything is, is like a great nostalgia trip, and like not having to get in stupid random battles is nice too. Um, and like I think my favorite part of it is like getting to see the Pokemon on screen, like they're actually there, and you can see them walk around, and like it actually feels like a lived-in world instead of like, oh, you're just walking through a bunch of grass, you know? So. Um, I would say Dead Souls above Pokemon. Okay. And then, then like, uh, Pokemon and maybe Tomb Raider after Pokemon. Unless somebody wants to argue about something. And I guess Dragon Ball at 15? So where do you put Octopath at? at? I would put the messenger above Octopath. 
had a lot more fun with the messenger. Like I really liked Octopath. I, I would suggest after you a while, I had I, to I'd stop see... playing it. And well, I would suggest yeah. you start editing this list then, because I'm. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Like Daniel, you've been really quiet, so. I mean, nobody's been saying anything I drastically disagree with, and I'm fine with what you guys are talking about. I mean, you're getting into some of the games that I haven't played because. I've had so much limits on my time as well. Uh, I mean, I'm looking at the rough draft of the list right now, and for me, it's fine. But, again, there's more on there that I haven't played the, at this point just because of my situation with school and work and everything. Uh, honestly, yeah. Honestly, I'd put Dragon Quest above Octopath, too, because I had... Dragon Quest, like, just does old-school RPGs to me. Like, okay, the difference is Octopath has a really cool battle system that takes from Bravely Default, right? But, like, Dragon Quest feels like you have a party and all of you are working towards a common goal. And that was the one thing that bothered me about Octopath. It's like, okay, you have these eight separate stories. These people don't interact with each other. Like... What I like about RPGs is if you have a party, it's a party, right? Like, they all eventually join together to do something, and they all talk, and, like, you join together to do the boss battles or whatever, but, like, they're just individuals there instead of, like, oh, here's this whole cohesive thing that they did to... I mean, to be fair, Dragon Quest doesn't do anything, like, revolutionary with the story or whatever, but... Those characters are charming. The voice acting is really good. I mean, they're mostly all sort of English or. Well, I basically. I mean, I moved Octopath onto like 20. And then I moved moved Dragon Ball to like number 12. (laughs) Uh. I would put Dead Souls above Dragon Ball. I don't know about you. You are wrong. (laughs) Uh. I mean, that's fine. I mean, there's also the importance factor. Yeah, Dragon, right. Dragon Ball is better or more important. Trust me. Um, the problem, the problem also with Dead Cells is like once you beat it once, that's it. Like, there's like there's no reason to keep kind of replaying it over and over. Like you don't unlock anything really special. Or it just might new. take you a while to beat it yeah. that one time. <laughs> and there like there are alternate paths. But you really have to like look up a guide like how to get the spider walk or like how to bust through like jump through floors and shit like that. Like you're yeah, gonna, you're not I agree find there. Stuff normally, trust me. <laughs> um, that's I'd say. I'd say Dead Cells, Pokemon, Tomb Raider at fifteen, and put Dragon Quest above Vampire. I don't know. Um, I just have I have no like connection with vampires so i i can't i mean if it was my list it wouldn't even be on here so but i mean (laughs) daniel played it when it wasn't broken so i mean that's i mean i have no problem with it moving down because of that honestly i would put like moss or astrobot in the spot that vampires in or something like that Oh, I for damn it! This looking at this list and this is making it really confusing of these people. 
for the people listening because they're not seeing what we're seeing, and this is really bad for yeah people listening. Well, that's the problem with this whole, the whole tier system. It's like, well, there are nine games in this tier. It's like, well, you follow along. You make, open up Notepad and... <laughs> well, it's easier... Okay, to be fair, that the tier is going to be there in the... Like, I'm going to put those tiers there in the... um When I, when this gets posted on, on Spreaker. So it's going to be there. Wherever they listen to it at, Yeah, it'll be in the description. So they'll see what we're seeing. It's just they won't see the final list because obviously it'll make it to where they won't. There's no point of listening to the podcast at that point. But like that's a little bit confusing. Um, and I think last year, I think what helped is last year we did the list as we went, so we didn't have this problem. But, um. Let I think it might be easier since we kind of know the top to go at the start at the bottom and go from there and go okay which ones like should be at the bottom from all the stuff we've talked about I don't know because we're also I mean we're. I'm looking at a list and then I'm telling you stuff to move around and that's the part they're not seeing. So, yeah. I don't well, know. Well, I want to just read off the, our rough draft list and see if anyone, do we all agree with the placements or no? <laughs> uh, okay. I'm fu- like, okay, this is sort of the rough draft list we have. Moss at 25 Grease at 24, which I don't agree with it being on here. Astrobot at 23, Just Cause 4, 22, Messenger should be higher, 21, Octopath 20, Persona Dancing 19, Into the Breach 18, Vampire 17, uh, Dragon Quest 16, 11. Pokemon, Pokemon 15, yeah, the, oh, Dragon Quest 11, sorry. sorry. Uh, I think we've sort of went let's stop there Any, for me Greece shouldn't be here It's I'm the only one that can really vouch for it and it hasn't I just haven't played enough of it and it's like just came out I don't know just, unless you want to take Just Cause 4 completely off or something I'm happy <laughs> Okay. What, what do you put? What do you put on there? I, if you want to put grease on there, you take just cause four off. I mean, and... we already have a list of twenty five. What, what else? What would you swap just cause four out with? Uh, hold on. Like, um, like Overcooked two or something. <laughs> like, seriously, it's. I really enjoyed that game. That game's fun. Uh, or Yakuza Six, or I mean, I would say I guess Yakuza Six. At least you know it ends on a fairly definite note. Uh... Okay, so I think if yeah. we're gonna put Greece on here, Greece should be at the end, at twenty-five. 
Okay. Yeah. Um. You can put Moss at twenty-four then. Uh. I'm with Sean. Put Overcooked 2 in for Discard 4. Well, I think... Okay, so that's 2 against the Yakuza. That's fine. I have no problem with it. Um, Honest... I would put, like, Persona down here. I would put Persona at, like, 23 or something. Like, I, I love those games and I love that music, but I feel like it's... You're also using older stuff and we're we're taking away from games that are that are you know I mean I haven't, I haven't played one of, the, one of those rhythm games so I don't really care how old it is <laughs> uh I mean if you want to move to 21 and the messenger up like a few spots that's fine but yeah that's fine um, I never, I've never well, even heard of the messenger before so I can't <laughs> I'm not going to say it's great, number 12 so. or something, because it's like... I'm no, I wouldn't say that, but... um, Okay, that... This is bad for the people listening. <laughs> They're not seeing this stuff at all. I mean, um, looking, looking at it, like, the messenger looks like that Bloodstained Curse of the, or Circle of the Moon game. That's that first part. Once it gets to the 16-bit part, which is halfway through the game, and turns into a Metroidvania... Uh, it gets even better. So, but even that first part is like an awesome ode to Ninja Gaiden. I would put it above Vampire, honestly. Like, um, but then above in, above Into the Breach. <laughs> I liked it more than Into the Breach. I liked Into the Breach, but uh, you know. I'm I'm fine with that. Honestly, I would put Astrobot in Vampire Spot and then I'm good. Unless somebody wants to argue that Well, the problem with that is there's one guy who's played it. <laughs> hey, but if we're going to use the same thing you're saying for Greece, Astrobot has been really high for people. And I know that like, at least I know uh I know Stephanie really like Vampire for some reason. <laughs> yeah, but that's, Stephanie that, liked Friday the 13th last year. So. Yeah, exactly. That's cuz that vibes with her like she likes horror stuff. Yeah. Which I like horror stuff too, but you know I don't know, Mark or Daniel. You played both, so. I mean, I played Vampire after it, the major problems were fixed, so I'd say swap them just because Astrobot was a better game at launch. Okay. All right. So, we good with that then? List sure. done. Okay. Yeah. So finally, the list is done after an hour and 40 minutes and probably about five minutes of us 
doing really bad radio. Um, I think this is a record for us and how quickly we got it done. Yeah. So number 25 is Grease, which came out December 13th. So a week ago, uh, definitely go check it out on your Switch or other consoles if you don't have a Switch. Um, Moss at 24, a standout uh, PSVR game and also on other headsets uh, as well on the PC. Uh, Vampire, uh, Don't Nods. Technically, they did have uh, the first episode of Life is Strange, and they just announced that, I think, what, January 24th, episode 2 is coming out? Uh, yeah, so. I, I know no one who talked about that game. It was weird. Oh, I've like, seen the- people that really like that game. Like, it being in the Game Awards voting is not a joke. It's just they kind of pass it off as, it's episode 1, let's wait. But that they liked episode 1. Yeah. So... Uh, Overcooked 2 at 22, uh, Persona 5 and 3 and 5 Dancing at 21, Octopath Traveler at 20, Astrobot at 19, Into the Breach 18, The Messenger at 17, Dragon Quest 11 at 16, uh, Pokemon Let's Go at 15, which apparently sold like 3 million in the US in like this month, Dead Cells 14, Tomb Raider, or Shadow of the Tomb Raider at 13, Dragon Ball Fighters at 12, Forza Horizon 4 at 11, uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey at 10, Monster Hunter World 9, Tetris Effect 8, Return of the Obra Den at 7, Smash Brothers, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate at 6, Celeste at 5, Detroit Become Human at 4, Spider-Man 3, Red Dead Redemption 2 is number 2, and God of War is our game of the year. So, like many other people's game of the year. So, um... Hey, it was a great game. Again, if for some reason you have not played it and you have a PS4, it's on sale right now on the PS Store. Go buy it. Um, it's the first good God of War game. Also, Spider-Man, I think, is on sale for like 40 Yeah. So, uh... <laughs> Resident Evil 2... Technically, I don't think we are or we do remakes or remasters on this. It's a thing. whole different game. Uh, so, so. <laughs> 2019 game of the year is Resident Evil 2 remake. It wins. It's already over. Just 2019 is done. Not if Last of Us 2 comes out. Okay, then the, the Resident Evil 2 would move to second, and Kingdom Hearts 3 can be third. I'd be I'll, I'll allow that. Yo, I guys, feel... what about that Final Fantasy 7 remake? Oh, oh, fuck that. It's not coming out until, like, 2025. <laughs> uh, to be fair, I don't... I Kingdom Hearts 3, always, the Kingdom Hearts games always have some problem where it winds up... I mean, cannot be in the game of the year. The not the story. The, <laughs> the gameplay at some point gets tedious or they have some bad... Like, the, I can see the mini games being bad or... Something. I'm I'm really excited for that game. I'm trying not to get spoiled. Apparently, people are being assholes on comment sections. Uh, never. I, I would never think that would ever happen. Right? Exactly. Yo, man. Don, I heard Donald Donald dies at the end. What's up with that? Yo, man. Stop it. Uh No. T- 2019 is going to be a really interesting year if um, Sony can deliver 
both Death Stranding and Last of Us or a combination of the <laughs> one, three, you know. I, I still feel like Death Stranding is like one of those like 10-hour games or something like that. It's not going to be this huge game. Well, here's my question about 2019. Do we get new console announcements and does that affect the game release schedule? Uh, yes and yes. <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, yes and yes. Well, Microsoft's not going to, I don't know what they're going to, what, Gears 5 and that's it? Uh, Halo's supposed to come out. Yeah. No, Halo's not coming out for, they said that's not coming out for a while. I think they're holding that off till Anaconda or whatever. Uh, I'm actually going to say no and no. I think I think Sony's saving 2020. I think Sony's saving the uh, PSX or PlayStation experience till the end of the year, and that's when they're going to announce the PS5. Because okay, you're wait, announcing wait, like it to be. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I think if you get announced, it'll be like a December kind of a thing, like you said. I think they don't come out till 2020, and they're not going to announce them a year ahead of time. So I, technically, I Microsoft already announced. So. No, I mean, like, here's when it's coming out, and this is what it looks like, and this is what it's going to do. Everyone knows systems are coming. But right. I mean, like, an official announcement. I, yeah. I know a lot of people say Microsoft needs to, like, put the pedal down this E3 since Sony won't be there. But I don't know if they will, because outside of announcing whatever the anaconda actually is they'll be announcing crackdown 3 dlc what are you talking about uh, yeah i mean what are they going to announce that's going to come out this year well they don't have to announce anything that's going to come out in 2019 if they announce a new console say it's coming out 2020 and start hyping a release slate of games Mm -hmm. i mean that's going to generate enough excitement at e3 for microsoft yeah, honestly if, if they use e3 this year to hype up all of these studios and what they're working on and here's the trailers for a bunch of these games and all of them or most of them come out with the new console that's fine i mean that's in 2020 that's fine yeah i think that they're they're playing for the future so yeah, we'll have to see, because some of these, like, obviously, like, Obsidian is, they just started, <laughs> so they, I just don't want their press conference to turn into, like, that EA one, where they had people on a screen, like, devs on a screen saying, hey, we're working on this, bye, like, you know, if they don't have anything to show, just don't, and just focus on what you got, you know, um, but yeah, I, I mean, obviously they have more Halo Infinite to show. I I still don't think that's coming out till the next Xbox, and then they'll they might work make it work with Xbox One X and whatever, um, and then Gears Five and and the Forza. What, what number are they on eight? And I think it's technically Forza Horizon or Forza, be Forza Motorsport Six. Six, okay. Uh, and then, yeah. Maybe seven, I'm not quite sure. Uh, yeah, I think it'll have to be third parties doing if stuff. It's, if it's Forza Motorsport 7, then, then Ares dies at the end, or midway through. Yeah, maybe like a Cuphead 2, or, 
you know, I. Oh no, it's Forza Motorsport Eight. God damn. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I swear there was a seven. Uh, out. <laughs> yeah, it, so it, it's gonna be like I think Nintendo's gonna be interesting too. Like, do you think we for sure get a Switch Two or Switch Two Point or whatever they're gonna call it? Not for another year at least. But like, do they announce it at some point this year or in 2019? Sorry, technically we're still in 2018. If they do, it's at the end of the year. Yeah. I think mid-year is going to be about... I think we're going to see something about Metroid. And... Do you think they release the trilogy on Switch? I hope to God they do. Yeah. I mean, that seems like a pretty easy decision to do. But then again, it's a Nintendo. And... I mean, but hey... Nintendo is doing, in 2018, did a lot of what everybody said they had to do with the Switch. They've gotten third-party developers to put their games out on the Switch, and they have Ultimate Alliance 3 coming out. Yeah, the multiple Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 is exclusive. Mortal Kombat 11 is coming day and date. I mean, that's pretty pretty good for them. Yeah. Uh-huh. At this point, so it'll definitely be the bloodiest game on the Switch. Uh, well, Bayonetta I, 3 is still coming too. Yeah, will we get something with Bayonetta 3? That's, uh, I mean, Animal Crossing's coming, which technically I. That might be a. I'm. That's definitely a. Get that for Anaya game. <laughs> Not me. Um. I don't know. There's there's definitely a lot to like sort of wonder about and see what happens. I think this is definitely like when the PS4 and Xbox One were sort of lurking around. Like, will it be that kind of year at E3 where everybody's going, well, we know those consoles are coming. We're kind of just waiting for somebody to go, and here it is. And neither one might get officially announced there, so it might be one of those kind of lackluster E3s, but we'll see. Yeah. Everybody ready for Far Cry New Dawn? That's that's the new hot game, right? Not? No. That's... No. <laughs> or, only, well... if you, only if you play as a caveman. <laughs> you want to go back to Far Cry Primal? No, I want it. I want it to be set in present day. He just he just plays a caveman for some reason. <laughs> you can you can go play as a monkey in that. Um, was that game that got announced at the or well they showed it off at the Game Awards? The I'm still looking for that wild game they showed off a few years ago at E3. I feel like that's up there with like Beyond Good and Evil too. Like just not coming out. Yeah, they're just gonna keep showing it and nothing. <laughs> But, uh, alright. There's our 25 games of the year. We'll um, definitely have a full article with blurbs and it'll look pretty on the site. Um, I I know I'm going to make a personal list. A personal top 10. I don't know about the rest of you guys if you want to do that. Uh, I already already showed you my list. (laughs) Yes, you definitely... I talk about writing it and getting it up there, but I 
Um, I meant to do it last year. I definitely am going to do it this year because I had a lot that I enjoyed and yeah, want to want to be able to write and say things about. So yeah, I, this has been fun, guys. Um, definitely, we're going to do something for uh, anticipated games of 2019, and from there, I'm already playing a game that's technically comes out in a month from now. Uh, so 2019 has already started for, for us as far as reviewing games. Uh, so, but, and I'm sure that will quickly start happening for everybody else. Uh, pretty soon. A lot of people go on vacation around this time. Uh, the big sites do. So, um, I know Daniel, you're going on vacation. Yeah. So. I'm going to go visit some family, take some time off work. Finally, I've had two real vacations this year one was to attend a funeral and the other was i took time off while i moved into a new house so i'm ready to have some time off where i can relax a little bit more yeah definitely uh randy you going anywhere or you no i've I've finished all my vacation up i'm the rest is just at home i don't get really to take vacation at the job I'm at, or at least it has to be in a time when there's not holidays. So I actually have to work on Christmas day. So that sucks. But, um, yeah, we'll, we'll be doing, I, I get, I at least get to be with the family on that day. So that matters. Mark. I'm on perpetual vacation. <laughs> <laughs> There's that. So, well, um, Mark and I will be back uh, pretty soon with uh, an episode to talk about all this stuff that some of them that we've talked on here, but uh, more other things. And, yeah, and, and some games that we've been playing and, and whatnot. And, yeah, hopefully you enjoyed what you heard. If you hit subscribe, you anytime we do show up with a podcast, or, or whatnot, we are there in your feed. Go uh, check that w10net.com. Of course, thank you to Last Word of, uh, on Life and 41mania.com for for hosting us there as well. Uh, thank you for everybody that keeps uh, subscribing to the YouTube channel, keeps growing. Um, and uh, we'll see you later, everybody. Later. Bye. See ya.